0: Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Hello, I hope no one's eating dinner. Something like that. What's up, everybody? It's 10 o'clock on Monday night, which means it's time for the next best thing. Dear Jesus. I'm your host, Jonathan B. Lerner, and I'll be with you for the next two hours. Well, get ready. Don't go anywhere. We have a great, 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 great show lined up for you tonight. I can't even contain myself. But before we get to any of that, we'd like to kick the show off by doing what we always do, and that is review all of the great and the not so great things that have happened on. This Day in History Today is September 24th, and on this day in history, in 1934, Babe Ruth played his last game as a New York Yankee ever. That was in 1934. I bet you thought he played longer, didn't you? He didn't. On this day in 1955, US President Dwight D. Eisenhower suffered a heart attack while on vacation in Denver, Colorado. Historical event? Question mark. On this day in 1957, the Brooklyn Dodgers played their last game at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. They would soon become the L.A. Dodgers, question mark, sad face. On this day in 1957, U.S. President Eisenhower sent federal troops to Little Rock, Arkansas to enforce school integration. Good for him. On this day in 1968, 60 Minutes premiered on CBS. What a great show. That's what happened on this day in history. And who knows? Perhaps we'll make history right here tonight on Radio Free Brooklyn and be studied for years to come. But who are we kidding? Probably not. You're listening to The Next Best Thing. I'm Jonathan B. Lerner. Stay tuned or I'll haunt you in your dreams. holy sweet mother of god it is 10 o'clock on a monday night so you know what that means is it time for your favorite show ever no but it is time for the next best thing i'm your host jonathan b learner keeping you company every monday night from 10 until midnight right here on radio free brooklyn can you hear me one second testing one two three are we on great anywho you can tweet at us we are at next best radio that's at next best radio or go ahead and like us on facebook follow us on facebook a lot of stuff gets posted on our facebook page stuff that we talk about in any given episode information links to pertinent sites all that stuff usually goes up on our facebook page that's facebook.com slash nbt radio also you can always feel free to send us an email we are at next best thing at radio free and lastly we do ask you to remember that we are fully listener and producer supported if you like what you hear on Radio Free Brooklyn if you like what you hear tonight please consider going to our website going to this shows page and donating a little something something to keep us in business if you like what you hear tonight well a donation could ensure that you will get to hear more next week and the weeks after that uh, if you feel so inclined you can go to rfb.nyc/nbt again that's rfb.nyc/nbt oh man that was exhausting wasn't it it was for me i'm sure it was for you too so that's all the housekeeping i can think of right now if i've forgotten anything nobody cares nobody cares nobody cares <laughs> good Tonight we actually have a very special guest. Coming into the studio tonight is Tony-nominated actor and movie and television star Billy Magnuson. He was in Into the Woods, Bridge of Spies, Game Night. I had not seen Game Night until two nights ago. I just listened to it while getting ready for this here interview with Billy, and I have to say... That movie is hilarious, and Billy is hilarious in it. So he's going to be joining us pretty soon. That's exciting. That's very exciting. Before Billy gets here, though, we should and will talk about a few things that are going on in the news and going on, of course, in the world. There's really not too much I want to talk about, to be perfectly honest, because I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about Donald Trump. I'm tired of talking about things that... Don't just make you go, hmm, but make you go, oh, God, why, wow. oh, God. You're listening to The Next Best Thing. Here's what's making news tonight. All right. Uh, you've probably heard that... Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein is um, either going to be fired or resign. The New York Times recently reported, from what I'm told, incorrectly, they reported that Rod Rosenstein had suggested wearing a wire and going in to get Donald Trump on tape, saying and being crazy, saying crazy things and suggesting crazy things so that he could then invoke the 25th Amendment and have him thrown out on his big fat ass. Well, it turns out that that was not what he was really doing. See, here's the thing. I'm so stunned by this Because the New York Times is a paper that we all trust, a lot of people rely on, and that gets their ass kicked by Donald Trump for being fake and wrong. Well, they didn't have a source who was in that room. Apparently, their sourcing here was pretty questionable, and they made this report, which ultimately serves as ammunition for Donald Trump to fire Rod Rosenstein, who is in charge of the Robert Mueller investigation. So, if and when that happens, I don't know what's going to happen. It's very... I can't believe that the Times made that report, because for as diligent as I expect them and I, I think they are on all the reports about Robert Mueller and about Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels and all that stuff. This was shoddy. We're finding out now that the Washington Post and NBC News has found out and actually does have sources who were in that room that that comment was made in such obvious jest and sarcastic tone and that it was just such a clear, not, it was not actually real. He said, to somebody else, well, what am I going to do? Wear a wire in passing and in an obvious context where he wasn't being serious. So the Times reported that, and now that could be ammunition to fire Rosenstein. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. There's apparently news stories today that he might resign. He went to the White House. He spent hours there. Donald Trump said, I'm not going to comment until I know the facts. Tremendous. Excuse me. The facts. Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about the facts. I mean, there's something very weird going on here. I can't believe Donald Trump didn't fire him on the spot because had that been true, it would have been a fireable offense. However, it's not true, and yet that doesn't matter because that's that's the thing. Donald Trump has never cared about truth in the past. Why would he care about truth now? And The Times has handed this to him. So we'll see what happens. I really don't have much more else to say about it, because it's an uphe it's a scary thing. I don't think I think Robert Mueller's a little too far in at this point. To really be completely wiped out. But whatever. Whatever.
1: Moving right
0: along. The other thing I wanted to touch on briefly before we start talking to our special guest tonight, Billy Magnuson, is Brett Kavanaugh. So now he has two women who have come forward and accused him of sexual misconduct. One is an attempted rape. And frankly, I'm not entirely sure what the other one is. But I do know that the newest one came forward through Ronan Farrow and The New Yorker. And her story was from college, when they were both in college. I'm very uncomfortable with all of this because I have been shouting from the rooftops since back when it happened that I think Al Franken was mistreated and I hated that he was being guilty, deemed guilty, declared guilty without any type of investigation and due process. I don't think the same thing should happen to Brett Kavanaugh. I don't. However, the Republicans want no process. They seem to want no process. And the process they are willing to invoke is such a horse shit, you know, trumped up, for lack of a better phrase, process that it's like, what are we doing here? What's the point of this? It is hard to try and find out the facts when you're dealing with Republicans because they, and I hate to, say such a blanket statement like this but it seems to me that they will lie cheat and steal and do whatever they have to do to get whatever the fuck they want and i you know i saw michael moore recently on a bunch of stuff because he has his, his movie coming out fahrenheit Eleven Nine, and he said exactly what i'm thinking
1: i said the podesta when i interviewed him for this i said uh i said why couldn't you just say free college Well, we did say free community college and you have to work to pay it back. And I said, no, that's how we lose elections. Right. Do what they do. Say free college. Yeah, but we hadn't figured out how we're going to pay for it. Who cares? Just say it.
0: Just say things like free college, free health care, even if they're not sure how we would pay for it, even if they don't have the exact plan put together and lined up, just say it because that's what people want to hear. And that's what will get them excited and out to vote. And someone said to him, well, you really just want to say random things? You don't want to, like, have a plan? and You can't just say things. You know, that makes you no know better than the Republicans. I think, I
1: think Democrats I mean, should be better than that. They should not take an example. No, no, I don't want
0: to be better anymore. I want to win. Right. I want them out. Agree. I want them, <laughs> going. I, want them <laughs> <going>. <laughs> I don't yeah, want I to... in schools. I want I, everything. I, I want it now. To... I don't want to be better. I'm tired of being better. I want to win. And that's what I want, motherfuckers. It's time to win. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to do any of that shit, but it's time to win. But anywho, I don't really want to dwell on that stuff because it's just, it's just whatever. doesn't do any good. And we have a special guest coming in tonight. Billy Magnuson, movie star, TV star, Netflix star. He's going to be here very soon. Until then, I'm Jonathan B. Lerner, and you're listening to The Next Best Thing right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We're going to be right back. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So if you'd like to support our mission so we can continue to bring you quality community radio, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. You can donate as little as a dollar and every cent helps. helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please, please help support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. And remember... RFB is a 501c3 nonprofit, so your contribution is tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Did you know that Radio Free Brooklyn has a free iPhone and Android app? That's right. You no longer need to be chained to your computer to listen. Just download the Radio Free Brooklyn app from the App Store or Google Play so you can listen to independent community radio wherever you go. You can find the iPhone app by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org iPhone. And the Android app is available at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Android. So download the app today and listen to RFB wherever you are. And as promised, joining us now is Tony Award nominee, TV star, Netflix star, movie star, Billy Magnuson. Wow. That Magnuson? In- Magnusson,
1: whatever. Yeah. People some, sometimes say asshole. <laughs> pro- can you curse on this or no? You can't. <laughs> Billy's a Brooklyn resident. <laughs> yes, which- I am. Now I am. I wasn't originally. New right. York born. Queens of Woodhaven, near Woodhaven? Woodhaven. Yeah, you really Googled. Well, you went deep Google search. Well,
0: well, I want to talk about that. So your mom...
1: Aerobics instructor. Yeah, my mom was an aerobics
0: instructor. And your dad's a professional
1: bodybuilder, right? He was. He was a wow. professional bodybuilder and a kickboxer, actually. He fought at the the garden, you know. There is, a, there is a trophy in our house, a plaque, where, you know, on April 20th, 1980, it's him standing over <laughs> a guy, hand-raised. Wait,
0: he just year- kickboxed him to death? Uh, not to death, but, <laughs> but he, 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 he did it. Wow. But
1: it, it's five years before I was born, A, April oh, really? 20th. Yeah. April I didn't 20th. know
0: that kickboxing, like, you went head to head with people. Well, yeah. Kickboxing? Kidding? Well, now you hear about people doing kickboxing for, like, workouts. Well, there's different things when you go to those, like, uh, <laughs> right. Rumble or right. what, what is it,
1: Shadowbox. Right, right, right. Like and, like, that. UFC Cardio. stuff.
0: So, are they still. Real into fitness? Were they
1: always really into fitness and stuff? Uh yeah. They're like, there's definitely a tick in the back of my brain all the time, being like, "Go to the gym. You should go to the gym, Bill." Like, really? It's my parents in my head. Wow, yeah, being
0: like, "Stay in shape." <laughs> that's good. And if you, when you show up for Thanksgiving, they're like, "Oh, oh, you're you you have not been right. You haven't been, right? <laughs> you haven't been deep that's attentive. your fear, That's <laughs> yeah. the fear."
1: How did we meet, dude? Right, exactly. Let's well, talk about that. Yeah,
0: r- ripping up the softball field,
1: ripping up the soft. <laughs> tell them about our t- thing. What? Uh, we play in the Broadway oh, yes. Equity League. Yes, we whatever. do, yeah. and we, we we are the they MVPs, ones, most, right? valuable <laughs> players, right. most valuable players, most valuable list players. It's
0: what I've talked about it on here, because <laughs> oh, it, well, it is funny. Like, well, what the hell? We we would sit there would be like, okay, all right, we're gonna get in here, right? We're gonna play, right? Today, <laughs> hey, that that guy's sucking today. Well, here's we're, what's hilarious. Yeah, I I we won the ball once.
1: Yeah i did win the ball once. did you
0: do yeah it's what the fuck then why are we not on the what field mean, okay to win the ball it means it's basically like mvp of the game yeah i've played in two games <laughs> <You're> like
1: really <laughs> like you got the ball oh,
0: i was there for like six <laughs> i played in two <laughs> it's like what the hell's happening here and here's the even funny part is billy we're under 35 you know and pretty athletic and stuff that's all we'll say.
1: There are guys that <laughs> yeah. their knees aren't working anymore and stuff like that. But, but they uh, do have twenty-five oh, years on that team. Oh, sure, sure. I get it. I get why they're
0: but, in the spot. But it seemed like we wanted to win.
1: Yes. We did win a win and we did win. We did win. So, we are. We are the yeah. undefeated team championships of 2018.
0: Yeah, you're talking to them right here. Right now. now folks. Right now. I'm con- wait, so your dad was a professional bodybuilder and kickboxer. Your mom was an aerobics instructor. So why did you guys move to Georgia? And the, when you were ten, you guys moved to Georgia, coming Georgia. Yeah, so uh, we
1: were living in Queens, New York, and the neighborhood was kind of getting bad. There was drive-by shootings happening. Uh, this was like 1994 or something like wow. that. Yeah, there was drive-by shootings happening in Queens. You guys were driven from Queens. We were. I remember my dad tells me the story that uh, there was, we were outside working in the garden and a guy comes running down the street and he's like, you got to help me, you got to help me, whatnot. And another guy comes running down the street and stabs the guy in the ass. <laughs> Because he was dealing on his corner. Like it was just like they had specific drug corners. Was your dad like, don't worry, I'm a kickboxer? (laughs) No, he wasn't (laughs) like that. But he was like, You gotta do that in front of my kid? Really? You gotta do that right here in public in daylight? Like bad. Yeah. You were oh, so you were alive. You were there. Yeah, I was nine at that time. Oh, you remember it? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's weird seeing another guy (laughs) stab another guy at nine years old
0: yeah yeah you, were you scared was it scary um like now
1: it's like oh shit that happened but like at that age you no know, you're just like <laughs> no at that age I'd be make like sense. oh my god
0: <laughs> really well you were from New York like that's you know maybe you were a little more tough tougher I was from the midwest uh no yeah I just I didn't think anything of it
1: and I saw it like when I, you're young and you're walking like Jamaica avenue and did you stuff it yeah it was yeah you saw Damn. some
0: Scary stuff. Yeah. As long as you're well, not involved in it. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's what I was going to ask you. So Cumming is a suburb of Atlanta. Yeah. So Cumming, Georgia. City. Yeah. It's really close to climaxing. <laughs> there <Right. Yeah, laughs> right? is a Climaxing, Georgia. Is there really? Yeah. There is a Climaxing. It's spelled Georgia. Cumming. Yeah. Like
1: the thing of the, isn't there a writer E. <laughs> Cummings? Is it I'm named after him? I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> but it could be. Yeah. Know. But, so was it weird moving there from here? Uh, from New York? To, to georgia yeah we stopped we hit miami first and then mm. we hit we were driving actually back to new york to move back because miami wasn't working out it's a great destination for vacation sure. but yeah. uh we didn't i didn't i went to catholic school i got beat there in the catholic you, school really
0: yeah damn. by who the nuns priests? <laughs> the nuns <laughs> yeah. they beat you up uh wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait wait you're not like 60 years old no. So you think the days when they'd hit you with rulers? Yeah. No. That's what do you mean? That mean they that would. Sti- that would still happen. Did you go to Catholic
1: school in New York? Uh, no, I did not. Why? I did not. Oh, okay. I guess it's more common down there. I ju- I just don't know. That was the school I went to. All right. So then you went. I to did. The- I had no
0: decision in that. So why Georgia then? Why your parents? <laughs> we were just Georgia?
1: driving up. We've visited some friends in uh, right north of Atlanta and coming, and I think my mom was like, "Hey, this <laughs> is the spot." Really? Yeah. This it was is that fun. random. I can teach yeah. aerobics here? Uh, exactly. Is that what they did? Do they keep doing their stuff? She, st- she is an active member at the YMCA and is like, uh, she's very uh, events coordinator and blah, blah,
0: blah at know. the YMCA. And you have two younger brothers. Yeah. I saw your youngest brother, I think, at one of our games. He came to watch us not play. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, he did. And, and always had beer. <laughs> well, and you guys look exactly alike. Oh, really? I Oh, come on. You guys don't uh. get that? He's nine years younger than me. But you guys don't get that, told that a lot. Yeah, he's my brother. Well,
1: what about the middle? Does he guys all look like? No, he's he's the uh, the middle uh, kid's always the weird that's one. True. <laughs> he's like he's at least five six inches taller than me. Oh, Massive really? Massive guy. Wow. Just a Viking of a man. <laughs> Is he a like bodybuilder like your dad? No, no, okay. no. He was he was a big wrestler though. He was like oh, yeah? n- Georgia State champion. Like, wow. He was a real... so he loved Georgia. Or he, Georgia loved him.
0: I don't know if he loves Georgia. So, where are your parents now? Where do those Still now? Still in Georgia. Still in Georgia? Yeah. So, your parents weren't like actors. Are any of your family members like theatrical? No.
1: None of them are. My, well, the, artistic. I, my mother was. Um, She actually went to the Manhattan Institute of Art, I believe, uh, and was uh, an artist, a painter, and a drawer. And my father is a cabinet maker, which is also artistry with wood. I think it's naturally been there, Mm -hmm. but in a different form.
0: So when did you notice, like, not just that you like to act, but like, oh, I want to pursue this? uh, Because I had nothing else to do,
1: dude. Really? I didn't know what I wanted... Yeah, you, you know you just, I think let's let, let's let's expand this conversation. Yeah. Let's not like we're interviewing, I guess me, but let's talk about shit. Like it's crazy. Society puts you at a place at eighteen where you're like, oh freak, you got to figure out what you want to do, what you want to pursue, what are you gonna, right. what's your major gonna be, what are you gonna do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an absurd right. time to do that. I just found my dick, like, four years ago. Uh, you know? Four years from here? No, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, as oh, an 18-year-old, yeah. like yeah. you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know this thing worked. <laughs> right. I'm figuring out who I am yeah. as a human being. I have to decide what I want to be for the rest of my life and yeah. what I want to
0: pursue. I mean, college is yeah. kind of dumb, unless you really do know what you want to do, and nobody does then. Uh, yes, I, I think it is cool if you
1: understand a craft you're getting yeah. and like a craft can be anything It could be science it could be mm-hmm. a law or it could be a, a acting yeah. or whatnot i just kind of like gave myself over to it i was a big jock mm-hmm. i injured myself but got put in an acting class 18 years old oh. i didn't know what i wanted to do uh i i excelled in this theater program that i had no clue about all the women were there i loved it mm-hmm. so um, you didn't
0: actually start acting till you were 18 yeah like 17 18 wow. and that's pretty late the, I, well, I just mean like you know. So you weren't like in theater camp as a six-year-old. Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> Did your parents think like, oh, you're taking a theater? class fine. But yeah. then when you really were like, oh, I really do like this. You know, were they like, oh, this is a little risky? Well, I remember. Um, I uh, again, like my decision was
1: like, oh, this sounds cool. I'll go to the college for this for I mean, now yeah for now right and then i talked to my dad i was like hey i think i'm gonna go to this school north carolina school of the arts which i first first off did not know anything about and didn't know how great school great school it was Mm -hmm. um but i was like i want to i think i want to try this acting thing and i remember my dad's head dropping and hitting his (sighs) hands you know and being like (sighs) took a deep breath he looked then picked his head up looked at me and said good luck Really? And I have to say, that was the greatest gift. Well, it's true. That he did. (laughs) It's true. But
0: I would think, you know, like, hey, you know, if you're like, hey, I thought I wanted you to go into something more steady, like kickboxing.
1: No, (laughs) it's not kickboxing or whatnot. My my, my family was
0: very supportive. Okay. So what's right after college? Are you okay? You guys got high school in 2003. So college in what? 2007? Seven. I graduated. Oh my God. So you made your Broadway debut right after college. You have a very unusual story, dude. I again, like,
1: uh, I think a tidal wave came. I think it's all chaos. I think it's absurd. Life, Uh, yeah, all of it. (laughs) I think it's just when opportunity arises, you got. It's either you sink or swim. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you gotta take the risk. And like, I I think my whole career is a bunch of failures. Uh, Personally, well, personally, (laughs) um, there's things that you know you. We're working towards and and my biggest failures were the not taking the shots. Okay. You know, um, if you take the shot, you always have the opportunity to get it, but you could fail and fuck it, whatever. I'll wait for the next one. And
0: And it's learning that, yeah, just take it. Do you have any, are are you thinking of anything that like you didn't audition for or something like maybe you even got offered and you didn't take no, no, nothing specifically like that. But I
1: do. There are moments I've shot myself in the foot. But at the same time, if I was feeling that way at the moment, right? Yeah, I don't know. What is it better or when? Again, my story is my story, and I can't compare it to everyone, anyone else. And okay, another deep shit that mm-hmm. I've been contemplating lately yeah. and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, it might be just <laughs> I'm 33. That's not. It's not old. It's not young. <laughs> you it's, it's it's just like young. that
0: spot. It's young um, We have our rest of our lives to feel old Yeah Yes You think so? Yeah I just turned 31 and I was like oh my god Grandpa, My life's over you, Those are gray hairs I thought they were <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> 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 well, no, But you do you feel It's like the second when I turned 30 I was like okay well I guess my life as a young person is over Yeah No Yeah when we turn 60 we'll think what the fuck was I thinking No but
1: there is a difference between yes. my 20s and my 30s Yeah There's sure 100%, Well there should I, be Yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah what was the the point we were talking about before this
0: well you made okay so in 2000 right after college you made your broadway debut in the ritz oh no no not that i was talking about (laughs) oh
1: baggage i don't have to compare my career to someone else's Mm -hmm. if i get a job or someone else's someone else gets a job Mm -hmm. i don't have to carry that weight of losing that job to someone else or what i didn't lose the job to someone else i it wasn't my job
0: right so I don't have to worry about it. Right. And here in New York, especially, if you are going up for a role or something and yeah. it's a 30 year old guy, okay, you might come down to the seven people. But then they can get as specific as like, okay, they want a six three with blue eyes and black hair who's a Virgo and blah blah. And they can get that specific because it's there are that many people here. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I just wasn't talented enough. It's like it just wasn't for me. Um I think the pool in New York is different. I Mm -hmm. think it's
1: weeded out much faster than like Los Angeles or something like that here. You're one in a hundred. Let's just say it's just one in a hundred in Los Angeles. You're one in 100,000. Really? You think so? It's more competitive there. No, I just think the pool is bigger. Okay. Every day you have someone arriving in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. who was their prom king or queen. (laughs) Someone was like, Oh, you should be in movies. They're showing up every day and then it's comfortable to live there in los angeles okay gotcha it's a
0: comfortable place to live it's cheaper than new york (laughs) this is not a comfortable place to live and i have seen people come the second people come here i've seen people come here go to five auditions not get them and be like "Ah, it's so expensive and they leave they spent their whole high school and college years being like i can't wait to get to new york then they come and they're like oh i wasn't cast immediately I'm going to go work at my dad's pharmacy.
1: So then naturally mm-hmm. the, the market here in New York weeds out f- swiftly. Yeah. I want to do with that. It, it, it it just cuts it out. I remember, I want to say between my tw- uh, tw- 25 to 29, when mm-hmm. I was that age, there was always a room. I would end up with other actors. Like we were at a certain tier. It would always be like the same 10 guys yeah. for the same role. Right. And we all knew who was going to get that job. Really? Oh, yeah. We'd be like, oh, Phil's getting this fucking well, one that's today. That's fucking That's Steve's getting that. That Yeah, Steve's getting this one. Oh, it's my turn, guys. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. You, you knew because the pool was so small. Yeah, yeah. And we started uh, kind of helping each other in a sense. That's good. So you and don't ch- feel competitive. You feel supportive of each other. Again, you know, you know your work environment. You know the world. You know what excites the the people around you. And you want you want to com- cultivate a community. Right. And when you
0: have a community that's smaller, you are aware of it more. Right. In 2007, you were in a revival of The Ritz, Terrence McNally play, which starred Rosie Perez, yep. Kevin Chamberlain. Princess manskis oh, Patrick yeah? Kerr. And what was your role
1: in that? Uh, just the guy in the turquoise underwear.
0: Okay, you were a go-go boy. I was a go-go okay. boy. For anyone who doesn't know, that's a, it's a farce. It's set in a Manhattan... Bathhouse, which doesn't even exist anymore, really, yeah. right? Well, there, there's the Russian-Turkish bathhouse. Oh, right, right. How was that experience? Was that awesome? I mean, when you first learned that you, you know, you're gonna make your Broadway debut, was that thrilling?
1: Yeah, I remember go or uh, having the Broadway premiere and having my parents come in, my aunts and uncles, my godmother and godfather. Did they know what role you're playing? No, <laughs> they and, didn't. I, no, they didn't know that I was just gonna be in a fucking <laughs> turquoise. Bikini bathing suit thingy. It's it hilarious. Was, yeah.
0: Was your dad like, "What? What's you're happening here?" Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> coming from Georgia, <laughs> right. being like, "That was, uh, was great." yeah. Like, uh, he went to college for this, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, they couldn't be, couldn't have been more supportive and whatnot. The the real experience I took away from that was I understudied three roles, and I okay. remember on a Saturday morning I got the call at ten a.m. that so you're going on for that. I was going on in, at one o'clock. Nice, and. I, I was going on for Terry. He was playing the detective in it. And as an understudy, you you kind of rehearse right. when during the day while you do the shows at night. So at 10 a.m., they're like, get here now. You're going on for Terry. And I'm like, oh, shit, we haven't blocked the second act of the show as the understudies. Oh, We've really? We've never tried that. And I was also doing two other uh, understudying, two right. other roles. So I get there. We're running first act lines we're, with me and the the other cast. They yeah. all show up. And we're doing lines, just going through it. We block the first act. Did Terry?
0: Did he? Something happened to Terry? He hurt his back. Okay. He like
1: he like really like messed up like oh, a shit. vertebrae or something gotcha. like that. Um, so we rehearsing the first act, rocking it whatnot. One o'clock's here. We're going on. So r- <sighs> literally, uh, curtain up. Don't remember the thing. <laughs> don't remember thing. Curtain comes down. Act two. During intermission. Well, what
0: do you mean? Don't remember? You didn't remember yeah, what?
1: It goes up. I just don't remember the experience. I remember going on oh, stage I and you being you like, forgot your
0: lines and stuff. I was oh like, no 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 okay. no! I gotcha. had the line like
1: again, like being an ensemble member and being in the theater. You naturally re- memorize the whole yeah, play. I hear it all. The whole play. Right. You just know literally every note. So
0: intermission happens. whatnot Did no one think to say or what? Did, did you not think to speak and be like, hey? I haven't blocked the second act. Well, during intermission, all the actors get on
1: stage, curtains down. We block the second act during intermission. Uh, And there's a whole like farcical scene on a bed where we're jumping around, doors opening and closing. And we literally block it during intermission. We go over it like three times and then we like do the the second (laughs) act.
0: Uh, fine I don't remember It was fine I'm I am sure. I remember
1: fine. Seth Rodesky Writing like Some oh. ridiculous review
0: Being like And then Billy Magnuson <laughs> Who just a, got his equity card Well this is a weird thing With your career Didn't you do something else With him later That he was in um, Or was that this
1: That was it. That was he, that Seth oh, was in that He was in this okay. Yeah he okay. was in that show
0: but Then what would he do Writing about you
1: because he, he just had a blog and one oh, he always just okay. was writing. I read his stuff. book,
0: Broadway Nights. Really? Yeah. It's I ridiculous. bet he has some crazy story. Because his mom was like an opera singer. She wanted him to be an opera, yeah. Something. I don't know. Whatever. The big break though came in 2012 for you when you were cast in Vanya and Sonia and Sasha and Spike, Masha and Spike. Yeah. Alongside you know up and comers like Sigourney Weaver and David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. And you played Spike. Uh, this was these are like. You know He had been Frasier It was over But he had been huge Sigourney Weaver was huge I mean how was And this was the lead role You were It was originating A lead role In a play But it started in New Jersey Yeah So that's another thing The Carter Theater Right And then it went to Lincoln Center Then Broadway All within one year
1: uh yeah, yeah one that's year. crazy well again you have that caliber with it you got christopher durang you got Tony right. weaver you got david Hyde pierce you but know.
0: usually like when shows are gonna go from here to there and kind of get their feet wet and then go to broadway it can take years of rewrites and recasting or whatever like this was you guys it was just you guys we just freaking ran the gambit with that play and we it, just kind of took off like a, a rocket, rocket
1: when right. shit clicked and they were like let's keep doing it everyone agreed you want to move it to Lincoln Center Did you we love all it? agreed yeah again like my understanding mm-hmm. of the world of the Theater or even the business mm-hmm. was not fully defined yet for True. myself. So I'm just a fucking kid, just being like, "Yeah, let's yeah. do this. Let's do this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm up for a good time. <laughs> Why not? That's a good mentality. Yeah, to have. I'm getting paid. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, that's a good mentality right. to
1: have. Dude, there was days I, could, I was either getting a sandwich or day, uh, taking the subway to work, and you know, and I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do? Really?
0: Yeah. Many wow. times,
1: that's the life of, uh, that's what we yeah. live, you know?
0: Okay, but then, I'll so say, when all those places, huge success, um, it became, I mean, it earned its money back, the Broadway show, within like four months. Yeah. And then it gets nominated for six Tonys, wins Best Play, you're nominated for a Tony Award. Crazy, right? Was it surreal? Uh, Yeah. yeah. Or you were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Again, I,
1: it, you, uh, the biggest you don't freak out about stuff. Uh, no, you do. But it's because other people were putting it on me. And I was like, no, dude, that's I'm so... an honor. No. Yes, it is an honor. Um, I'm not hunting it. I wasn't right. doing it again. I was having a good time yeah. just hanging out. Um I remember, you know, just getting the call from my mom in the morning being like, hey, you got nominated for a time. Your Tony. mom told you? Yeah. Well, I thought, I was like, oh, the play got nominated. Yeah. Cause it was getting nominated yeah, yeah. for the drama disc and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I was like, yeah, it got nominated. She was like, no, 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 you. And I was like, what do you mean, me? And then just. No one told to, you about this stuff? No, but they, I got floored by it. And then I, all of a sudden, I'm doing interviews in yeah. that morning. Um, That's. I, I do have to say, though, it pulled way like i remember that night doing the show and it was the hardest show really? i've ever done why because it's, all of a sudden you had an expectation mm-hmm. you had a standard to work by rather than um just doing just your doing, thing yeah 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 i could see that it, it changed it literally changed my perception of everything where i was like i used to just do this because i loved it now like for some reason, I'm in a competition and yeah. I'm trying to schmooze sh- sh- people and shit. Are you and competitive? Like, yeah, Danger. I am. I am okay. competitive, but heck, don't get me wrong. Like during like all the the month of whatever it is, yeah, you find out and whatnot. And I'm like, I didn't know you had to schmooze and do all the things and whatnot. And there's a whole game about it. That's yeah. And that's I wasn't bad. I wasn't aware about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had to show up to the events. I didn't know you had to do all these things. I was just like. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that I sucks. feel good. Yeah. There are so many awards given out where you were like, that person was smooth They were kissing a ring. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, were, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. No, I, mean, I you can easily say right. so many people.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll keep it uh, kosher here. Uh, well, your year, though, you were up against some big, really impressive Tony Shalhoub, who? Richard Kind and Courtney B. Vance who won and again he comes all back around you went on to work with him again yeah how'd you feel did you were you upset that you lost
1: well to be honest when i walked in i was just like eh, this is awesome right. this is a great opportunity why not yeah when the names came up i was like i better fucking win
0: you know good good i'm glad but, like you there's say that. not
1: a da- there's definitely a moment where you're like well can- yeah yeah you're just well, like because you're
0: not in that moment until yes. it shows well, up. And it is nice to be nominated. And it really is a huge Dude, honor. Such an Especially honor. in your how old were you? 25. I don't know. You were really young. I, I what, Yeah. you said what year? I don't even remember. <laughs> 2012. Mm. 2012. So yeah, you were like no, 27. Okay. 27, but still, 28. You know, yeah. like so uh so yeah, it is nice to be nominated. Huge honor, but once huge. you're nominated, sure. It are just going to be like, oh, that's so good. I'd like to lose. No, exactly, yeah, yeah. again, again right.
1: like, And the winner goes through, you're like,
0: god damn it So, let me just tell people, so You went on to work with Courtney B. Vance, he played Johnny Cochran And you played Cato Kalin in Kaelin. American Crime Story So when you worked with him later, were you like, oh, this is the Fucker that won my award Uh, <laughs> Not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe nicer? Okay. This is the guy who won my award. No,
1: because I met him so many times prior. (laughs) You know, just being like, hey, we were always at
0: uh, an event or something. But let's talk about the show, the twist show that you guys did do together, the OJ Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. So 2016 was weirdly a huge year for OJ, even though he was in jail. Yeah, because that was when the like eight hour documentary came out. Yeah, and your guys' the series. So how like how true crime into that stuff? Are you like? Did you know much about the case? No, I read in? the
1: book that Kate O'Callahan did. Uh-huh. Again, like the, I think with any project, you show up playing your part, and you want to uh, cultivate the story the best way with yeah. your character. You're just adding to the pot. Right, right, that right. What, what needs to happen? I want to play something for you. Oh, my God. I heard
0: Kato. So I saw Kato. Yeah. He was interviewed around the time that it was coming out. And they yeah. were just like, they asked him about the casting, not just with you, but with oh everybody. Oh, my God. It's it. short. It's Let's short. Yeah. So this is Kato Kaling right after, before the FX series comes out.
1: At 56 years old, you can tell Kato is pretty much still the joke-cracking guy who gained fame in 1994 as OJ's house guest, I wanted his take on the cast of American Crime Story. John Travolta as Robert Shapiro. Robert Shapiro, I thought, was a very, very compassionate man. And I think Travolta would be incredible. Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark. The hairy makeup on this one did a perfect job of Marsha Clark. And then, of course, Billy ah, okay, Magazine. Magnus. My hair was,
0: first of all, never that long. Otherwise, uh,
1: yeah, it was. Great looking girl.
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay, no. Well, first of all, you're right. His hair was absolutely that long. Yeah. But I will say this. When I saw, because I I had watched that series before I met you. I had never put two and two together. Oh, wow. So when I Googled you and pulled up a picture, it looks nothing like you. Oh, really? I mean, it looks kind of like him but there's just a photo of you. It, it's just like a straight on headshot
1: yeah that was even before we really got into it okay. that was the
0: test that that, oh, that photo okay. that's out is just the test well that's the one they showed him when he said yeah. that. so you never met Kato you never got to no meet-
1: uh there I did reach out to him okay cuz i want he had a like a clothing line and i just wanted to be like nice to the yeah. cast and crew and i wanted it was like hey kato thanks for you know i'm i'm glad you exist wore a part of this This trial yeah Yeah, this This is the best thing that ever happened to you (laughs) um so i was like hey i know you have a fashion line i would like get people's shirts but then he like wrote back he was like yeah let's get et out there and we'll do an interview and i'll come on set and went out i was like no 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 no
0: i just (laughs) was saying hello i was saying hello
1: i'd like to support your brand and yeah do the thing and it never happened
0: because he wanted a lot I was gonna say, well, you know, that's all he—he's not an actor. Like he, this is all he has. He's like a lot, but it is his life. Yeah, it is his life, and he's gotta make a living somehow. Yeah, no. Also, in that series was David Schwimmer, who most people know as Ross from Friends. Uh, He played Robert Kardashian. Who directed me in a play? I was gonna say you knew him from two years before. He directed you in Sex with Strangers at Second Stage. I don't think people realize. Most people realize how much of a true like. Thespian, he is. Yeah, he came from Chicago. Right, and he started the Love something. No like ladder, the ladder uh, theater. No, I don't Lock think it's it. ladder. It's something with I ladder.
1: I could be so wrong. We, it's we'll kind of the Ladder it. Theater. No, <laughs> we are Shoots and Ladder Theater. But
0: for the record, it's the Looking Glass theater. theater. But he was your director. Yeah. At that, and great then, guy. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, how was he as a director?
1: I I really vibed with him i think we communicated well i think
0: you know again it was me
1: david and and anna gun in a room creating this show sex with strangers and uh lauren eason uh the the writer and we were literally just making this this play up right and second stage second stage yeah yeah, and it was just a wonderful collaborative experience and how it grew and what it
0: became and had you been a friend had you watched friends um, pretty big show.
1: There's no way to avoid it in our <laughs> right. culture, right? It was. The Would few. I say I have ever been like, "Oh, Friends is on tonight"? No. Never once.
0: Okay, but are you like that about anything?
1: Um,
0: unsolved mysteries.
1: You know what? Yeah, <laughs> like, I have to. You know what? My guilty pleasure. Is? What? Penn and Teller's Fool oh. Us. It's my favorite. Fool Us. What's that? Do you know, pen and Teller's Fool Us. Isn't it bullshit? No, they have have bullshit too, the FBS. But Fool Us is like, they just didn't... It's basically American Idol for magicians. Really? It's fantastic.
0: All right, well then, your huge break, number two, Uh, came in 2014... This time on screen. Now, this is this is a huge deal. Okay. When you were cast as Rapunzel's Prince in the film version of James Lapine and Steven Sondheim's musical, Into the Woods. Yeah. How did that happen? I mean, did you was there a rigorous audition process? Like was it long and drawn out? No. Um again, I was doing Vanya Sonia Masha Spike and
1: I was in my dressing room. I shared a dressing room at Lincoln Center with David Hyde Pierce. And all of a sudden after the show, you hear you hear someone knock okay. and the door opens and I'm like, Oh, you're her. You're the, you're the chick. You're, I couldn't think of her name. Who? Meryl Streep. No way. Meryl Streep. I couldn't think of her name. She was so kind, so sweet. But like, again, I was just like, you're the, the, the you're that, you're
0: the one. <laughs> you're her, right?
1: You're her. You can't. Oh my God. Um Later. I had an audition for Into the Woods. and mm-hmm. did the singing thing and whatnot, which was a trash fire. It was just whatever. Really? Oh, I, I dude, I, I'm not a
0: singer. So you didn't do musical theater leading up to
1: this? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Like, I admire what people do with musical theater. Like, to do eight shows a week singing, whatnot, I applaud people that mm-hmm. do that. I think it is unbelievable what they achieved because just doing a play shows yeah. a, a week training <laughs> yeah but to sing and whatnot and your life is taken away because you can't speak yeah you know yeah. when you're not singing um so i go and audition one fine i get cast in it
0: find, so it wasn't that long and rigorous of an audition process i think
1: i went in twice
0: this was okay what did you been in on movies and stuff you had been in yeah, just like, like horror
1: films and yeah, like right. I had like happy tears. I I had some I had some right. film credit, with, but independent with Parker films. Posey and uh, Demi Moore. Yeah, and Rip Torn. Which oh yeah, <laughs> wild man. Is he? Oh I'm, man, is, is he? Is he alive? He's still alive. Okay, he's still alive. Okay, good. Yeah. But then I got the job whenever we go to London. We, we're we on like the first read-through, mm-hmm. whatever. Meryl Street leans over to me and goes, Rory, I got you this job.
0: Did she say that? Yeah. Did she get you the job? She did. Really? Yeah. What? So just because she liked you in the play? I guess. Wow. Because I was going to say, you worked with some cool people before then, but this was like... It's funny because it's like a who's who of show business. You have a talk show host. You have Tracy Ullman, who's characters and sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. And then movie stars. You had uh, Christy, uh, Christine Bransky, Bransky. who's a big Broadway lady in movies yeah. as well. But seriously, James Corden, Tracy Ullman, Johnny Depp, Meryl Streep, Anna Kendrick, Chris Pine, your, your Emily partner. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Uh, Christine Bransky. But Chris Pine and you are like the two brothers and stuff. You're walking into a room full of like... James Corden wasn't that famous at the time because the show hadn't started yet. But were you... Was it intimidating? Were you excited? Were you? Um,
1: again, now I just got off a play with uh, I mean, Sigourney Weaver yeah. and David Hype. That's true, yeah. Um, good, good prep for that. There is, and then also, I had already been into my career eight years, yeah, eight years, yeah. But Meryl Streep, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I and like, don't get me wrong, when I got around her, when I first met her, I was like, yeah, I'm nervous and whatnot, but at the same time. You are
0: hired for a job. Yeah. Do your job. Right. You don't have to worry about anyone else. Well, okay. So, okay. So, take everyone else out of the picture. Okay. You said you weren't, I'm surprised to hear that you weren't, you didn't do any musical theater before this. Was that intimidating? That was the hardest part. I was going to say, I mean, it's not like you're just, you know, Sondheim is.
1: Homeboy. I remember we went to, homeboy, Stephen Sondheim. Um, (laughs) Your homeboy. Yeah, homeboy. (laughs) We go up to go chris and i go and listen to like a 45 50 piece orchestra recording agony right
0: did i abuse her or show her disdain why does she run from me if i should lose her
1: how shall i regain the heart she has won from me
0: When the one thing you want is the only thing out of your reach.
1: High in her tower, she sits by the hour, maintaining her hair. Life and becoming, and frequently humming, a light-hearted air oh, When you know she would go with you If there only were doors. Agony oh the they
0: Okay, that's Chris Pine and Billy Magnuson singing Agony from Sondheim's Into the Woods. Really? Now, you know what I thought was funny about this? Yeah. So, in your Broadway debut in The Ritz, and certainly in your Tony Award-nominated performance, Yeah. You were basically naked on stage yes yes and in,
1: actually every broadway show i've ever been in really? i've been in my underwear really every single one
0: but even in this there's a part at that part where you like rip your shirt open i was like oh wow that's funny because like that's such a movie thing <laughs> you think you know, like to add in like the competition about like physique and stuff
1: well again like uh,
0: uh now i can't think With Chris
1: it. Rob, rob marshall was like he kind of let us play and like figure find the song out. And Chris and I just like, kind of, we became friends and just we're like, what would be funny? What do you want to do? And like, yeah. again, it's a dick swinging competition. That's right. what it's about.
0: Well, it's funny because you don't get that as much in the broad, the Broadway show. You can see the original cast, which is phenomenal, yeah. but the brothers are way more into themselves than <laughs> each other. As opposed to you guys, which it's you're like you are. Cons- it's funny because you're concerned about yourself compared to each other. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Did you guys really like ride those horses and stuff?
1: Oh yeah, man! I had like four or five months horseback training. Wow! After doing this movie, yeah. I joined the first ever American Coke Peru team.
0: What the hell's that? Coke
1: Peru. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh Coke Peru is basically hockey. Okay. On horseback. Oh wow! Uh, the field is about two soccer fields big. And the ball is a dead goat carcass that weighs 70 pounds. So you have to... What are you hitting it with? You're not hitting it. You have to lean off your horse. Lean. And just slap it. No, and pick 70 (laughs) pounds up off the ground. Bloody and like... Dude, they put the goat to rest okay 5 minutes before the game starts that's horrible <laughs> it was the the most manly thing i've ever done in my life that's crazy who puts them to rest the priest uh it's a, we try we have a documentary coming out soon oh, about really? it the first, there was just a huge article in uh, new york times about it like 2 weeks ago about the cr- it's the third time we've been there the us coke brew team
0: i was part of wow. the first one that ever went out i feel like in america that'd get a lot of protesters why because people are all, I saw a protest at a honey factory. I know, but I'm just saying they call it a pig skin. There's, there's well, a reason they true. call it a pig <laughs> skin. Because it is a pig skin.
1: And I think more more chickens are killed from chicken wings than anything. Oh, they are. Than anything. Oh, they absolutely are. The winner, so the way Coke brew started, it was a nomadic tribe thing, and a tribe would come up to another tribe. Mm-hmm. And they would fight over a goat and play this game. Mm -hmm. And then whoever won it got the goat and they would feast on it. Oh, So, like, even after we played these games, we played Kazakhstan, China, and Russia. People
0: are eating the goat? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We had meals with the other teams. It doesn't get destroyed in the game.
1: It gets very well... um, Beaten up. What do you call it when you beat up meat? and It's
0: It's softened and, like... Yeah,
1: well, tenderized. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: a goat. Oh, Uh, all right. Back to Into the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> so, you okay? So, there's no question that acting for the screen and stage are very different. Um, they are. It's funny. What do you think different? I think it's well, the first time I ever did anything on camera was way late. Like, it was, I think I was like 21 or something. And I had done that stage stuff since, you know, I was like 14, 15. Yeah. So, I'd never really acted on camera before. And the first take, it was a scene where, we were like, in an apartment, we were just playing a game. I was supposed to be like, hey, what time are they coming or something? And they were like, okay, action. And I was like, what time are they coming? I, You know, which is normal on Projected stage. Projected. On stage, them. that sounds normal, that looks normal, that is normal. And I just was like, okay, here I go. I'm acting now. And it was like, and I got halfway through the scene, and then I stopped myself. And I was like, <laughs> I just looked out at them, and they were looking at me like. But have you ever seen any of Al Pacino's performances? Like, yeah, but he's playing crazy guy. You know, like I was just supposed to be a guy kind of talking in an apartment. Yeah. You know, and like, and I just caught, and I did, I caught myself because I was like, huh. why am I yelling? So just in that, you know, in those subtleties and stuff like that, in that way, it's different. But also, people say that they think movie actors live in LA and stage actors live here, and there's a difference between those people and these people. No. You don't no, think so. Absolutely. You, you didn't not. notice any difference in approach or. Because I mean, I'm talking about Into the Wiz because a lot of those people, some of those people, you know, their whole career has been on screen, TV or film. But uh, uh, Meryl Streep, she started on stage and
1: whatnot. Um, Again, I think it's to know your stage. And I'm watching Meryl Streep doing this thing. She was doing, I remember her while watching her work and film, and she was doing these hand gestures, whatnot. And like from afar, just watching her in person, being Mm -hmm. like, what is that? What is these hand things that are yeah. close to her face? What's what's going on? Then you look on the camera mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, she knows her stage. She knows her proscenium. She knows ah. where she is. She knows what story she's telling. You know, it, it might be from her forehead she's to her. The or, when it chest. comes to
0: subtleties. Yeah. Like in Iron Lady, when yep. she's playing an old Margaret Thatcher's the way she walks and like mm. just little things that really is how an old woman who's a little heavyset. Yeah. She's the best at that stuff. But I, I think
1: it, it can translate to any actor. Again, you're on stage. Your proscenium mm. is this big. You got to hit that it's guy in the bigger. back row. Um, and then TV film. Your stage is this but square box. Yeah, but that's not something that comes naturally. No, it takes time. Yeah, it right, takes right. time. Again, with film... Is you breathe with the characters, you're there with the characters. You know the frame again. It's your frame. And it can be as close as that's your stage. Yeah, is the frame with stage. If you film it, you're pulled out because like the joy of going to live theater is playing and pretending with the actors. Like as an audience member, you get to play. Right. You get
0: to dream. Well, and you go to the theater knowing yeah that that's why you when could. people that do methods do you do method please tell me no do um, you, maybe you i
1: don't know <laughs> i am not daniel day lewis okay so absolutely do not okay thank yes. God.
0: like especially on stage people know they're going to the theater mm-hmm. like they know that it's fiction i don't get it and i don't know how his wife gets it yeah like how she can handle that be like Oh, Mrs. Lincoln. It's like, what are you talking about? Go pick up the daughter. Yeah. You know, like, no, I, why do you have to do method? I think
1: he does. it, it doesn't make sense. Like, we know what we're doing. There's a job that needs to be done. And I, it's like the whole story with, um, uh, with Dustin Hoffman and, uh, what, Tootsie? Uh, no, he liked <laughs> Tootsie. Of course you think it's Tootsie. <laughs> I he's, think he's doing a movie with Peter O'Toole. And Dustin Hoffman stays up all night and whatnot. He hasn't taken a shower in oh, days yeah. and whatnot. And
0: Peter O'Toole is like,
1: try acting next time.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis almost died during the filming of Dances with Wolves. Because he literally, like, gave himself hypothermia. He almost fucking died. And then he still does Method.
1: Yeah. That's Listen, I'll crazy. call you some Sir Bunbury Third. I don't give a shit. But it's, don't get in my shit. No. And yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah. And that's,
0: yeah. Meryl Streep doesn't do it. So I don't think anyone no. So you did... So I don't want to move on from Into the Woods, but you did get to work. You met and got to work with Steven Sondheim personally.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I guess we jumped that story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you went to the music. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we went to see this 50 piece orchestra, listen to him, whatnot. And he's like, hey, why don't you sing a, a track with him?" And Chris and I was like, yeah, that's okay. unbelievable. So we went in, we're in the booth, oh, the song start, we start singing and we look into the sound booth and Steven Sondheim's passed out, sleeping with his <laughs> really? mouth open. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's, well, hey, it's better than being like, what the fuck's <laughs> happening here? You cast yeah. these guys? That's, but he's old. He's really old. Uh, yeah, nice guy. Is, did he help uh, you and, at all? And then, and then he's like, it's a love song. It's a love song. And I was like, yeah, but it's really funny. Um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then at the premiere... I remember him coming up to me. It's like, you were so good in the movie. You were so good in the movie. So nice. Dude, Chris, you
0: were great. Oh, he caught you, Chris? Yeah, he had no clue who I was. <laughs> well, at <was> like, whatever. <laughs> he met you. He, th- he didn't. Yeah, he met you. Yeah. That's awesome, though. And it was fun to make. It, I mean, like, I, I actually didn't. Yeah, you're a prince. But to, in hear, a but to movie. hear that you, like, saw Meryl Streep and stuff, I wasn't sure because a lot of that movie looks like it could have been. Filmed with like a green screen, or like CGI, it looks because it's a fantasy. No, so they, they built like there, and when the, they were
1: in the woods, there was a soundstage that was two hangers big and it was woods, there were trees, there was wow. everything. I just think of the art department guy that's like, Hey, hey, Rick, today you got to put all the leaves on the trees, you got <sighs> to staple build a them forest all. Forest yeah,
0: on, and they do just. That every single leaf that's the power of money but it is damn so cool oh so cool and it looked great it was nominated for three oscars did you go to the oscars that year no you didn't get to go i've never been to the oscars but you were in a film that
1: was nominated i was in bridge of spies and the big short and still did not go that's right same
0: year but you were a much bigger part in this than the big short yeah yeah but still you never got to go that's ridiculous um Okay, but since I have, we have to get to. I, I want to talk about what you're working on now, but also date night, game night, right? <laughs> and one of the things I was going to say was that have you seen Date Night with Tina Fey and Steve? Yeah, Trump? yeah. Similar plot and whatever. Your guys is so much funnier, which is a huge compliment. They oh. are really funny people. Yeah, yeah. too. You. Thank know? you. Thank I don't you. know who wrote Date Night, but um, but no, yeah. Your guys is darker and just. I uh, Dude, I I think John and
1: John made a really funny script. and Yeah, who did write it? John Daly and John Goldstein. Okay.
0: Um, Wait, before we get to that, because I want to point oh, okay. something out. Because a friend of mine, and I should have watched these things, but my friend is such a huge fan of Ingrid going Goes West. Ingrid Goes West. And you got to play like a real a- psycho asshole. Yeah. is that a nice change of pace? Because you're usually like the funny, you know, um, princely guy.
1: Yeah, he was like the ultimate
0: um... Fucking Jagerbomb, yeah, douche bro. So kind of like you in in game night, you play like a broy guy, but you're sweet and funny. You yeah, know? he has friends. Yeah, remember. <laughs> well, and he's you know he's not he, he doesn't, doesn't he's not malicious. He right. doesn't want to hurt no, people. Exactly. He doesn't want
1: any, anything. Um, yeah. So is this a do you like playing the villain? Oh, Ingrid Goes West. I loved it. Again, it was like a run and gun kind of shoot. Really, it was um we would lose sets on the day and be like how are we going to solve this how are we going to tell this story and still because we were just such an ensemble together yeah. aubrey plaza right. and elizabeth olsen like it met met uh, spicer oj ja- uh, oshay jackson yeah you know it was, it was so
0: good and then with game night yeah the uh okay i want to play a little it's just a quick scene this is um the real, my favorite part of that movie, I kept trying to find a way to make this a doable scene, but couldn't. So, this is just the so sliding you guys, of the money. No, I love that part too. Oh. My favorite part of that entire movie is uh, when you <laughs> guys, hey, are we going? I just want to wish you the best of luck tonight. Bye. That is my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I couldn't like get away because it's all cause it's all cutting to you guys and then this guy and that. Yeah. But okay, so this part I'm gonna play real quick is when you guys have basically you're broken into a really rich guy's house. You have to you have to get your hands on something, and you smartly think, okay, everyone's paying attention to this fight that's going on, I'm gonna go grab him. Unfortunately, the guy gets punched out and it falls right in front of you. Yeah. So here's a real quick part of that. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Me? Yeah. Who are you? And what are
1: you doing with my egg? Oh, I was just admiring it. I got a bunch of these fancy pants eggs back at home in my mansion. Uh Uh-huh. This one's ugly. Mm. Uh, Does anybody know this guy? I certainly hope so. I'm the CEO of Cyberdyne Systems. I should go. Everyone hold on a goddamn second.
0: All right. Cyberdyne Systems. You know what that reference is? Is Is that Terminator? That is Terminator. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Cyberdyne Systems. Did you say Mansion? Yeah, my Mansion. I thought you said in my mans. In my mans? Until we just listened to it with headphones on. In the real movie, I thought you're... It sucks to play clips from movies just audio yeah. because what makes that so funny is your like nervousness and like your little <laughs> somebody's like, Oh God, because, because <laughs> these guys are, these sickeningly rich guys who are, as you say, a num- number of times in the movie, paying to see poor guys kill fight each, each other. Yeah. yeah. Fight each other. It's so game night. Hilarious. How, how was it working with Rachel and Jason Bateman? And oh that? man, it
1: was a, it was a treat. Did like, you
0: love that film? I mean, cause you really got to be hilarious in that film.
1: Uh, yeah, again, it was just an opportunity you know what <clears throat> someone described it to me is uh, I knew I had a fast pitch mm-hmm. and a fast pitch uh, in my career. And I think it goes back to Vanya mm-hmm. and it was finally my chance to go up to the major leagues mm-hmm. and throw my fast pitch. You didn't. Yeah. Because with into the woods, it's like, you're kind of out of your comfort zones, you know, yeah, a musical? Very yeah. yeah, very much. Yeah, very much out of my comfort zone. But it was, it was an opportunity to throw my, uh, my fast pitch again. You, I, I think, for me, I I hope to always work with collaborative yeah. people. And when someone's like, go for it, do your thing, make it happen. We'll shape it mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's a more, uh, it's much more comfortable to work from that sure. setting. If someone clips your wings mm-hmm. before you even get going, mm-hmm. it's limiting. And little, I, I know I crush and uh, crash and fall. Awesome. And these guys gave you that freedom? They gave me that frame. There, actually, there at the beginning of it, there was a struggle, really. And I, I had luckily, they were so open to talk about it and discuss because I was like, guys, let me, let, let, let me just try stuff. Let me give me give me a shot first. Let me do this thing good and theme. whatnot. And then the note literally became like, do the Billy, do, do Billy thing, do the Billy thing, do the Billy
0: thing, which yeah. just means do it however you feel. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Good for you for saying that. Yeah. If you had to do that part and not, I mean, really, because what did make that so good and funny is little subtleties that, like, I do, I would see you do, like, on your own at the softball field. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and like, you can't really direct that. So, had they limited you, that would have been tough. Yeah, I can't imagine trying there, to do it. There that
1: were way. there were definitely moments. I remember the first week, and I at the end of the first week, I had to go and be like, guys, can you just give me a few that were mine and let me what were they what, do you mean? Like, what were they doing it was just it was like play this idea play it this way oh, okay. and you're like okay that's not how I really interpreted it right. um, or saw it and I understand your joke and I try to go for that joke and they kept wanting to force a, a square into a yeah. circle hmm. and then you're like get, you picked me let me Let me take responsibility I'm apt, a, actively working to make this better mm-hmm. I really do I'm gonna go for the best thing right. Um, and it was honestly just an open communication and an understanding like, dude, I respect everything you've created and I want
0: to fill it with as much breath and life as I can. Right. Let me do it. Uh, so now you've already finished filming, but there's a live action Aladdin coming out. Yeah. So we were talking about protests yeah. with the goat. Yeah. I did not know that this was happening till today when I just read about this. Mm-hmm. Apparently, cause you're playing a... Prince that was not in the animated uh, version. Prince Anders. Anders. Yeah. Anders. Anders. Well, it's a white character, and it's drawing criticism because people are saying that I don't understand this. Critics are apparently saying it's whitewashing. Whitewashing what? This was not a historical event. Um. Again, what is uh, Aladdin about? It's about.
1: uh, Here's my pitch. This is the show I understood Aladdin to be. Uh, A prince, princess, and Mm -hmm. a uh, and a street rat. This true story is these. Two, it's a couple. Yeah. Um. The princess doesn't want to be who she is. She wants to be something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aladdin doesn't want to be a street rat. Wants to be something else. They want everything that they are not, mm-hmm. and then finally come back to understand. Oh, I'm worth just being myself. And we want each other yeah they want each other they want each other for who they are right so the show is about who they are and whatnot and to be a part of some film like that that says hey you are worth it no matter what's around you what dress you have what what wish you have you know what
0: upbringing like class you're in yeah you are worth it no matter what did you feel have you heard about this stuff happening like this weird backlash apparently
1: um what what can i say i can't uh express someone else's feelings right again i, I had not heard about it i mean i was surprised by it is what yeah. i mean um did were you surprised by it uh i did get texts from people that were just like f you um straight just aggressive no way. but again i i understand after years of mm. feeling negated or whatnot that can be a hard
0: uh, uh, I don't know what you're I mean like with this the, what are they talking about? What is offensive about this it? it's a film. It's a I don't know. And it's not like you're it's not like you're playing Aladdin. No. <laughs> I don't I, get it. I again I'm I come in I and think have people a, just love to be
1: outraged about stuff. I'm sorry. I really do. Well, uh, I think Twitter and these social media platforms give people uh, a soapbox to mm-hmm. stand on, but also
0: anonymous. Anonymously, like well, yeah. well, even if you put your name on it, there's that screen wall so you're not really. No one's coming up to you and saying like "fuck you" for playing this new prince and Aladdin, which yep. again I think is so insane. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. But all but it's they have that screen, so they don't actually see you. They don't actually know that you're a person. They're just sending it out there because eh, why not? Yeah. You know. And so it's it's tough. I I wish that I wish I hadn't read about it because I wish that they didn't feel like they needed to respond. Yeah. Because you know, let people be mad. You'll get over it. It's a great. It's going to be a great movie. You work with Will Smith. Do you sing yeah. in this? I'll see. Well, surely. I mean, Alamankin does the music. Are, are there new songs in it? Let's oh, see. come on. They, this I sounded the NDA, there. dude. Oh, did you? Oh, oh yeah. Right. Wow. Well,
1: we shot this uh, a opens. year ago, and it comes out next summer. So it comes two, out two years after May. we shoot. Yeah, of 2019. Right, right, So that's two oh, years. You, when did you wrap? Uh, October 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where was that shot? London and Jordan. Oh wow! Yeah, That's I didn't cool. do the Jordan part. I was like, "Guy, come on! <laughs> right. You need Prince Sanders out right. there." That's funny. It was like, "I'm yeah." Well, the and then Velvet Buzz Buzz Saw. Yeah, it's called Velvet Buzz Saw. Oh, is it? I think it's the working title. I'm not sure if it's the
0: the right one. And that, oh Jake Gyllenhaal, you also gotta see it. Maniac. Maniac came out. That's another thing that when yeah. I told people we were coming out, people are obsessed with Maniac. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I when did it come out? Just brief, like, literally two days ago. And people are loving the crap out I of it. I hope so. What? What? You, what tell it. me about it. What is
1: it? Because um, I haven't even. It's a show about connection and people with traumas, like okay. mental traumas and uh, traumas in their lives, and feeling disconnected from the world. Yeah. And the show is about people finding each other on any level of existence, mm-hmm. and there are true connections with people, and you can breathe with someone you can hold their hand you can be in pre- present with them and this is jonah hill emma stone sally fields justin thoreau
0: is who the hell have you not worked with carrie Fukunawa, Fukunaga, I, you I know. i thought you were going to see Fisher. i was like what carrie fisher no <laughs> i was like no. wow i did
1: see her do wishful drinking oh, did you yeah yeah, yeah sure. i saw that she was yeah
0: she's great so you're also doing Tell Me Story, or that premieres next month.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I think Halloween, it comes out.
0: And that's kind of dark. Uh, yes. A lot of stuff you've done is uh, horror or dark or thriller. It's, it's going to be a treat. I think it's
1: going to you know, be a treat of a show where you're just like, God, it's so gross and disgusting, and I is love This is Tell Me a it. Story? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's it's so it's funny, because the,
0: the title to me, when I saw that on your hat and asked you, I thought it was kind of like a This Is Us type thing. Not at all. <laughs> really? Not at all. It's scary. Okay, it's scary, wow.
1: It's scary. It's sexy. Do you have a favorite scary movie? Uh, that's an oxymoron for me. There's no scary movie that I like. I hate them all. Oh, do you really? Oh, I hate scary you movies. You hate them.
0: I just get scared. Oh, you get scared. Okay. <laughs> well, I hate a lot of them because they're horrible. The, a scary movie is hard to make well. Mm-hmm. You know? You know what I thought was scary? Um,
1: yeah. What was the Christi- uh, Christopher Nolan film? One out in space.
0: Uh, Oh, um, yep. I know it's supernova. No, uh,
1: oh my god, Matthew McConaughey was in it.
0: Oh, Batman.
1: No, I'm kidding. No, No, the one where he's in space and they go to that planet and they go down the planet for seven minutes and they come back. It's not the Martian, no. And the guy's like, it's been 27 years and it was like seven minutes for them on the planet. Yeah, is that scary? No, but that concept of being out in the void of space, interstellar. Oh, that's
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's not, okay. So that's a, that came out a few years ago, right? Yeah. That shit scares me. So you're not scared of monsters and ghosts. It's stuff that you could really no, like. No, I hate shit jumping out at me. Right. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. Is that just nowadays, throw a punch. Horror movies now, like in a, like in, day, Dream Night. Game Night. <laughs> God damn it. I almost dream, said dreamscape. <laughs> Did you see that Sorry to Bother You? Oh, it's okay. No, I'm just kidding. I, no, I, did you see that movie? Uh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> well, well played. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. All right, well, the last so thing good. I want to talk to you about is, do so you good. choose to stay in New York? Because now that you're doing mostly TV and film, you know, it'd be easy to move to LA, but I love that you're still here in New York. Is that because you want to be, or is that because, eh, it just happened that way? Um,
1: yeah.
0: I don't, I, I, I just
1: felt every time I went out to Los Angeles... I couldn't remove, once I left work, Mm -hmm. I didn't leave work. I wasn't just Billy again. Oh, yeah? I felt there is a scene there. Mm -hmm. I feel that you constantly have have to be on when you walk into a room or restaurant or bar or anything. People are aware of who you are. And not saying like New York people aren't aware of you, but like, no one gives a fuck
0: here. Well, do you get recognized on the street much? I mean, you know, Mania came out two days ago. Uh, you know, but you've been in movies now. I mean, you've been in big movies. I
1: have to say, it matters how much people around me are drinking. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If people are drunk, they'll say something. Okay, they'll okay. Um, but just walking down the street, no. Okay. Um, it make well, it's funny when I was in a soap opera, when I was doing my soap opera, like that's where I started my career was in soaps. As the world turns, oh, it was, wow. I got recognized more, or people were very aggressive. So um, random. M- now, n- no. I, I, like people know, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, I really like that, but they're not. Yeah. Well, I like think you know, kind of you thing. can tell when someone yes. is aware. They give you an energy where you're yeah. like, Oh, that,
0: uh, there. It do way. you like that? I mean, do you like? Um, well, I don't know. I wouldn't really like it if they're just kind of like. I It's. I. It's not that I dislike it. it. You don't care. It doesn't make you uncomfortable though.
1: No, like I love playing softball
0: with you. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and the team. Like yeah. you don't feel like anything special. Damn, that's for damn sure. Yeah, that's right? what, I mean, You're yeah. just uh, we're in the park yeah, you out, having right. a good
0: time. And in New York, you know, you do see people. you know like yeah but again i'm
1: never gonna go up to someone and be like ah no also okay people are the difference between i feel with l.a new york again i'm not dogging no it's just an observation which uh, i'm just dogging la um the truth though it's i'm just you feel when you have a conversation with someone out there that they they're ready to leave they want to see something better over your shoulder they want to be disengaged and for some reason in New York, you go out and you hang out and you have a drink and mm-hmm. you have your night together and you have an experience. Right in LA, in a, struggle. It's a struggle, really we struggles together. Yeah, an experience. Yeah, in LA, I just feel it's just no one wants to get down to brass tacks and go for it.
0: Superficial. Yeah, you don't. Have to your do words, not mine. Right. No. True. True. It is <laughs> true. I mean, uh. whatever. Well, so what do you what do you think's going to be the, like? What are you most excited about? Uh, tell me story or velvet buzzsaw aladdin oh aladdin yeah because it's done or because it was so exciting i mean i think it's again like my my
1: heart naturally wants to cultivate something positive in this world that's good and uh uh, spread a message of joy and community Mm -hmm. um so i'll support that that's beautiful Mm -hmm. that's beautiful thanks for your time
0: no thank you so much for coming in Billy this has been a lot of fun I have to wake up early you know that right do you yeah you gotta be on set for what tell me a story oh yeah yeah you guys are filming season 2 now no season 1 it's only one season 10 episodes but it premieres next month yeah I know oh so the first few episodes are done yeah All right. well I appreciate it thanks for making the time what time do you have to be there (sighs) you don't even know holy shit all right, well, we've been talking to Billy Magnuson, Tony-nominated actor, see him in Dayton. Go! Oh! See him in Game Night, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Maniac. <laughs> Game Night, Maniac, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, Tell Me a Story, Springer, Ingrid Goes West, All The Oath,
1: coming out. This is the next
0: best thing. Don't
1: go.